This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Welcome back. By the way, have you seen my phone? Give me a shot, eh? Well, I'm getting a lot of texts on this. Uh, this one says, Facebook's a great way to pretend you have friends, I suppose. so. Uh, Jeff says, uh, so my kids get a small amount of screen time every day based on the things they do, like chores, reading, watching their little sister, well, we get dinner made, things like that. But they only ever seem to watch videos on YouTube when they do get their tablets. I have two questions. Number one, is rewarding a child with screen time a bad reward or is that a good thing? A good way to go about it. Number two, how's watching YouTube compared to, comparable to watching TV? I don't really remember studies about watching TV hurting us when I was a kid. Well, and I guess that was a thing back then. So maybe there's something to be said for the fact that maybe we always find something to worry about. Sometimes maybe those are justifiable worries. So some interesting questions there. Well, we'll get back to some of your texts as well. Um, and I wanted to bring uh, someone a little bit younger than me into the conversation, uh, producer Andrea Montgomery. Andrea, you're not a millennial, technically, are you, or are you? I heard that I'm actually the in-between of millennials and the generation before. There was an article this week because I was born in 88, so I can, remember, I can remember the world pre-technology. Right, so the internet came along when you were pretty young, but I mean, you're basically an adult. Well, Facebook, Facebook wasn't era. around till I was in university, Right. so I have no high school memories popping up, which is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing I can't even imagine. What I would have put on there as a kid. Oh, I would like I, there was like Nexopia when I was a teenager. Luckily, that's kind of vanished because I had some really like emo looking selfies with my granny webcam. But yeah, okay. So Facebook's been around what about ten years or so? We think right. That's not uh, about right. A little yeah, I think over so. that. About that. Same with Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. A little bit more recent, but it is. I mean, it's for you. I mean, it's it's a big part of your life now, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, when we're having this conversation about what Facebook is doing to people's brains and how it's changing society when we have 2 billion people connected into like a hive mind where they can just share ideas, one thing that always gets me thinking is how it has also changed the way we treat each other and etiquette-wise. Because back in the day when I was little, if you were announcing a big, big deal, something like an engagement or a pregnancy or even a death... That was something that merited, a lot of the time, some of those things would take a card in the mail, write an engagement or a pregnancy to those yeah. who were close, or, you know, a phone call. But these days, a lot of this even between close people is on Facebook. And maybe it's not like on the public posting of the wall, but it's a private message seems to be sufficient for these announcements and even to ask someone to be in your wedding party because I'm at the age now that people are getting married, they're having babies, but I've been asked to be in a wedding party before through a private message on Facebook. I have uh, I have been made aware of engagements through private messages on Facebook. So to me, that kind of makes me cringe because if I'm close to that person, I would like a phone call or a card in the mail. There, there's something to be said for cards in the mail. Well, we don't do that. We rarely talk on the phone these days. 
Well, yeah. And you know, um, kids, I like to say kids these days that are a decade younger than me, but I really notice this. People that are 21, 22 um, in the workforce, seeing them out and about, seeing them working in these entry-level jobs, they don't seem to have the communication skills to deal with things. Yeah. My daughter's 14. The idea of talking on the phone just seems so foreign to her. And I mean, that was a big thing. I mean, back in the day, the kids talked on the phone too much. Yeah, you know, everyone had their you own let phone a lines. You kid have a phone in, in his or her room. Yeah, you couldn't let your kid have their own phone line. They would just talk for hours. And now kids don't even talk anymore. So Isn't is there weird? something that you do with her to try and encourage her to... Because phone etiquette is very important in most careers. Being able right. to take a phone call, especially if you're doing video conferences and stuff. Or any, anything, right? I mean, she's at the age where she thinks maybe she'd like to get a job at some point. And it's like, well, you realize, right? That means interacting with people, interacting with the public. And if you're, if you feel weird about talking on the phone, I mean, how are you going to feel about uh, having a conversation with someone who comes into whatever the store is or asking questions or they're upset about something and just being able to talk to people? Hi, how you doing? Welcome uh, to McDonald's or welcome to the clothing store, whatever it happens to be. So that's what seems odd to me is that that seems like something that I think kids are missing out on. I have to agree with you on that. And it seems that they're not developing those social skills from being put in those situations because now they're, they can hide. But when it comes to that, like they're very expressive on the internet and through social media, that might be something older generations are missing. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Uh, someone here says, I've enjoyed life more since ditching Facebook. It lets you know who your real friends are. That's fair. But how are you going to know what happened to your grade four social studies teacher? <laughs> It's true. If, you, if Facebook disappeared tomorrow, all the people you're friends with on Facebook, would you still be in touch with them in, in different ways? Because there are some I'm sure you, you probably see on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And maybe some that you would phone once in a while. There's probably a lot that you probably would lose touch with. Well, you know, I have a hard and fast rule about Facebook that nobody's allowed to be my Facebook friend unless I've met them in real life. Okay. And then also I go through and I do like a cleanse ever, like a couple times a year. So I've got only like 300 or so Facebook friends, but there are some people that are up to like 1200. That's like the limit. Yeah. Yeah. That makes no sense. Well, Andrea, I appreciate you stopping by here. So some interesting Anytime. conversation. Uh, when we come back after the one thirty news uh, and Alberta's going to embark on a pilot project along these lines, we're going to find out how this approach has worked in, in Vancouver. And it seems counterintuitive folks, the idea of providing prescription heroin, pharmaceutical-grade heroin to addicts as a way of not just helping save them, but helping get their lives turned around. We're going to find out a bit more about how this works and whether this is uh, the right path for Alberta to be on. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.